What's going on, podcast world? It's your man, Terrence J. Welcome to Real Talk Podcast. Today's topic, we're going to talk about the situation between Nick Saban, Jimbo Fisher, and Deion Sanders. Our special guest on, I'm going to introduce himself. Hey, man, how y'all doing? Hey, thanks for having me on the podcast, man. I appreciate it. Uh, my name is Jay Room from the No Call Podcast. Uh, you can find me on wherever you can your socials and your local you can listen to all your podcasts and everything and then you can also find me on instagram uh j-a-y-r five o's and an n if you need to hit me up any questions man we can get at it man it's been a crazy week right already man already <laughs> man you know it's been a crazy week bro yeah man um over here nick saving on he don't press the panic button. He don't did everything you shouldn't have did. <laughs> Down there in Alabama, that boy tripping. They got pressure on Dion, putting that pressure on him. But it, it was just—it's just crazy, man. I mean, what do you think? What do you think first before I get into my spiel? Man, I, I kind of look at the situation as uh, uh, Nick know he was wrong for that, you know, and, and when you're listening to it, man, uh, um, you know, it's one of them situations. That situation was, was between you and Jimbo Fisher, man, uh, uh, and you should have kept that between you and Jimbo Fisher, man. When you bring other folks in, man, it's like the Titanic, bro. It's like, man, your ship trying to sink, man. It's, the boy's basically snitching on everybody, but the thing is, He's been doing it for the last 10 to 15 years. Right. He's been doing it. But now since it's legal with the NIL deal, and we can just basically, hey, the money's up front. It's in your face now. Let's be honest. I tell young folks this all the time. I know a, a coach, and I tell his players that as well. NIL deals, you guys, it's up here. Kids are getting paid. Nick is upset that kids are getting paid. Like, I don't even understand the process of that. They've been working. Y'all been living off their backs for as long as the NCAA has been. Now it's time to pay up. He upset that, not to say it like this, Alabama got to compete with the big boys. Right. And it's a little different coming from rural areas where now you come in, you got to compete against the cities. Right. We, we talking about California. They about to dip their hand back in there. I love to see the Trojans get back in there. I love what they're doing. We're talking about Texas. That Texas money is a little different than Alabama money. And I think that's what ticked off Nick Saban to begin with. That's why he was talking about Jimbo. And then Jimbo pretty much had, uh, I think it was like a $10 million NIL. Like they can spend the money. Okay. And you can say what you want to say. Bought his class, promised them the class. The kids signed the letter of intent, and they're going to the school. Right. You can't hate the game. You just got to have to adjust to the game. And it was just crazy that uh, Nick Saban kind of just jumped out there. He basically almost cut his legs off because the way he's talking is he don't want the kids to get paid. And then when he threw Jackson State in there, now, now that's when it got a little tricky. He really backpedaled on that. Right. That Deion Sanders now, KB. Right, right, right. Which, which it make me think about that, you know, because they did the old uh, the Affleck commercials, man. They didn't do, man. They they didn't do just one Affleck commercial, man. They did like bro several, you know what I'm they saying? So, 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 yeah. So I'm thinking like, all right, their relationship is a little different, you know, because of hey, they put these two in the Affleck commercials, you know, not once, not twice, not three times, not four times. You know, but numerous of times that they put them in the Affleck commercial, um, you know, together. And, and, and you know, and just looking at back at it, you know, like what Dion Sanders said, you know, Alabama football coach Nick Saban used him as a pawn. 
to get more money from you know more money from his boosters you know do you feel do you feel like what Dion said is correct it is correct he was using them as a pawn but the thing about it Dion said the best thing you can say why would we have to pay our people to come play with their people you know what I'm saying right like, let's be honest it's a lot of black kids Nick Saban gets right a lot most of them are black let's be honest right probably 80% of them are black now you saying it's a problem that they go to and that's where it came down HBCUs they don't have even half the things Nick Saban got right don't even have so if you lose a five star if you lose a four star you gotta charge it to the game but to say yo they cheating and stuff like this it's Alabama Right. I think Nick Saban got six or seven national championships. Yeah, yeah, he got seven total. Uh, he got one with LSU, and he got mm-hmm. the other six with uh, um, you know being the head coach now with Alabama. It's, it's a basically a dynasty. You can say it is a dynasty in Alabama, and you're looking about little old Jackson State taking the number one player in the nation, which he wasn't even going to Alabama, which is crazy for you to argue about that. <laughs> so you throw, you, you throw, you throw, De- that's why it was so crazy that you throw Dion's name in it. Right. That had nothing to do with it. You're talking about money. And I know he was trying to, people don't understand, he was talking crazy because he was talking in front of his folks, right. in front of his boosters, that basically saying, hey man, y'all gonna have to penny up some more money because... We have to compete now with these other schools, but it just makes the playing field kind of fair now. Right. Kind of fair. Right. I kind of feel, the only thing I feel sorry for is a little bit of small schools that don't have the funding to compete. Right. But with Jackson State, they have Dion to compete. Right. Dion has exposure. He can expose your kids to a lot of things that other small schools can't do. HBCUs to be exactly. I love that Eddie George has went back and he's in the HBCU. I forgot. I think he might be Tennessee State. Yeah, Tennessee, yeah Tennessee State. Please. So I love that. I love that we're getting our black NFL players. I want more NFL players. I heard Ed Reed was thinking about going to coach at HBCU. I want more of that. Right. So we can get these good players because if you if you go back in the day and you look at the NFL, they were the rosters were full of HBCU players. Right. But the game got crazy, and then when you get pay and pay for their players like Alabama is and all that type of stuff, it makes it hard for HBCUs to, you know, to strive in this type of atmosphere. So that's why I love what Dion said. Dion had the best comeback the way he said it. He didn't disrespect Nick Saban at all. Right. He said what he had to say, and it is. It, that attracts more football players to go play for Dion. Right. What Nick Saban kind of did was... It, it, I think it, it did way more hurting than it did good. That's why right. I went to apologize. For. Right, right, right. Which I totally agree on that. Um, and it was a statement that was put out by um, by Travis Hunter. You know, he said, "I got a meal question, um, but my mom still stay in a three bedroom house with five kids." Crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. crazy. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's real crazy. The fact of that you think that this man got a million. You know, and and his mom, like he just said, man, his mom still staying a, you know, what I'm saying three bedroom, you know, house. You know, what I'm saying with five kids. So you know, it's kind of crazy that they even threw that curveball in there. Like I said again, you know, he threw his buddy up under the bus, which was Dion, and he probably wasn't trying to say that, but Dion name ended up slipping off the tongue of his mouth, you know, and it, and it's like now you got the backpedal because this exactly. is a friendship. Yeah, this is a friendship, exactly. and and then also, yeah, then also, you know. Jimbo Fisher come up under Nick Saban. You get what I'm saying? So it ain't like that they ain't friends or anything like that. They know each other. 
they know where the bodies are buried. <laughs> Jimbo already said that. If you want to go, go ask his assistants, go ask his coaches. He knows where the bodies are buried. So it's not, it's not like Jimbo don't know him. And what I was about to say, Travis Hunt, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to be oblivious. Even if he did make a million dollars. Right. What does it matter to Nick Saban if he did? Facts. Even if he made a million dollars, it doesn't even matter. How about this one? Tua. Tua. Yeah. Tua plays for the Dolphins right now. Right. Do you know where Tua's from? He is from Hawaii. Right. He packed up his family and moved to Alabama. Facts. So, you come on, guys. <laughs> Alabama, Hawaii. You guys do the math on that. How do you uplift your whole family to get housing, car, all that? To go to Alabama for your what three three years he played there? Right. So like Nick Saban, don't play that type of game. Come on, man. You're talking about this kid make a million, but you uplifted somebody's whole family to go play with you. Yeah, they do. You know what I'm saying? You think money ain't come with that? You think somebody just gonna leave Hawaii and think that cost. The cost right. of living is, you know, kinda crazy. Right. The cost to get the van, you gotta check with your family, moving, all that type of stuff. Right. You think Nick Saban didn't take care of that? Right. And then you got these pictures, and it's not hard to find. You can Google it. These kids get Dodge Chargers right. and all types of cars working um with playing for Nick Saban. Right. Nick Saban, you wanna know what Nick Saban, but they're not gonna tell you. Nick Saban owns like three or four car dealerships in Alabama. Owns them. See, this is the that's the part of the game that they won't tell you, that they won't see it. And it's been kind of crazy because I don't know if you know this, but you know the SEC bias and everything like this. And I just recently figured out the um, the head of the NCAA, I think his name is Mark Emmett. Okay. Emmett, I okay. Believe. Okay. So Mark Emmett, he's about to retire after this year, right? Okay. How many times have you seen an SEC team get any violations and stuff like that? Right. None. How many times have you seen Alabama get a violation? Mm. None. I just figured out that Mark Emmert, he hired Nick Saban at LSU. Mm. That's how deep these things go. Right. So it's like, you know the head dude. The head dude's not going to do anything for you. Hey, man, we're going to have to get these kids to compete. We need the best players. Because Alabama, you know, they weren't the best when he got there. Of course not. Of course not. You know what I'm saying? And you get these five-star athletes. I say it like this, man. Let's be honest. It's in Alabama. It's a rural area. How are you getting these kids to go to Alabama is beyond me. Right. <laughs> beyond me. If I have a choice to go to USC, which is in L.A., and then I have a choice to go to Miami, which is in the, like Miami. We're talking about places that money, you can make money off your NIL deals. You can do stuff like that, endorsements. Right. I don't know too many things in Alabama that's just like, yo, we can make money off your NIL deal like that for endorsements. It's just me. Right. I don't know that many things in Alabama that does things like that. It's just a crazy little thing to happen. But he, he's upset because Jimbo got the uh, number one recruiting class and... They uh, might have paid for them to come. I don't know. Doesn't matter to me. Let the kids get paid. If if who says that this kid isn't worth two million? Who's this kid's not worth a million? Right. Of course. Kids, of course. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Kids make money as soon as they graduate high school. Kids right. make money in high school. Right. Yeah. It's, it's just the game, man. It's just Nick has to. 
I think he's in his old ways, you would say. Mm-hmm. And honestly, this might be the cracks forming in his empire. I wouldn't be surprised if he retired in the next probably two to three years because he doesn't like the way he's going. Right. He's got six of them things. He can get six, seven. He, he cool it. He can go retire, sit back. He like seven years old. He good. He good. His legacy is done. He's right. already the best college coach ever. So it, it is what it is. But I wouldn't be surprised if he retired in the next two to three years just because of what you're dealing with. It's a dangerous game, but you cannot say kids can't get paid, man. Right, which I totally agree. But it, may, it makes me go back to what you were saying Um Earlier, you know, when Nick Saban ended up starting um, at the University of Alabama. Now, let me backpedal you just a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. Sylvester Croom. Sylvester Croom played for the University of Alabama. And he wanted to coach at the University of Alabama. They would not let him coach at the University of Alabama. They kept putting so many BSs in front of him or whatever. I forgot the few coaches' names that they end up. They would never give him an opportunity, a chance. So Mississippi State gave him a chance. Mississippi yes, Mississippi State gave him the chance, um, um, you know what I'm saying, to play or whatever. The first year he got there, he didn't beat Alabama. Now, the second year, this is when Nick Saban, first year at Alabama, he ended up beating Alabama. Now, when you think about Mississippi State, you think about Dak Prescott. That's what you think about when you think about Mississippi State. So, that was at the height of, you know what I'm saying, all of this and all of that or whatever. Now, that's when you wanted kids to go to Mississippi State and LSU because LSU always been Alabama rivalry. LSU, LSU, I will take that back. The reason why it was LSU so badly because of Nick Saban came from LSU. But Alabama rivalry was technically Auburn, Arkansas. Those two are neck and neck. You get what I'm saying when it when it come when it comes to that. Auburn, of course, it's the Iron Bowl, and then Arkansas. They always been that rivalry. You know, no matter what the situation may be, it always been that rivalry. And then all of a sudden, you looked at LSU because of Nick came from LSU, so they turned that into a rivalry within itself. Death Valley. They turned it into a rivalry mm-hmm. because of. Nick Saban came from LSU. Other than that, LSU wasn't even really on Alabama radar like that. Even though they come out the SEC West, but they wasn't on the radar like that. You know what I'm saying? It was it was actually Auburn and it was Arkansas. Those were the two that was on Alabama, you know what I'm saying, radar, whatever the case may be. And so fast forward, when Cam Newton came there, we don't know where the fuck Cam Newton come from. He just all of a sudden popped up. He's a fucking, uh, a fucking uh, Auburn quarterback. And he ran through them motherfuckers. He ran. Arguably the best quarterback ever to play college football. You he, know, I tell people that it's arguably the best quarterback. It's other him, Tebow. It's a couple more other people I could throw in there. But it, it, I will tell you, Cam Newton is probably arguably one of the best quarterbacks to ever play college football. Yeah, man. And, and sh- yeah, shout out to Cam Newton, man. That motherfucker mm-hmm. come. Man, he come from out of nowhere. And he technically like shit, man. He manhandled the whole SEC. By himself. By himself. By himself, man. Which, which is like that was a key. That yeah. is. See, the Nick Saban ain't like I tell Nick Saban. If you want to get in him, Nick Saban not dumb. Like you say, he came from LSU. Right. He knew what 
athletes look like at LSU. Right. And then when you said, I remember when you said my man that went to uh, Mississippi State. I the, remember him. Yeah, Dak Prescott. Yeah, yeah like, Dak. Yeah. You said, I said Mississippi State. Yeah. Yeah. Know, yeah. That, 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 that Prescott, you know, which is the yeah. quarterback from uh, uh for the Dallas Cowboys. But yeah. Yeah, dog. He had dogs at Mississippi State. He was a defensive coordinator, like a defensive coach. Yeah. They were competing with Alabama. Alabama, I think, had Don Shula Jr. was the coach when he was getting whooped up and stuff. Alabama wasn't whooping people. Like, like not how they are now. Right, of it course. It took Nick Saban to go from LSU to see, oh, man, these kids are kind of fast down here. Let me take this to Alabama. Then he got that backing at Alabama. And then one thing Alabama did was, at that time, right. at the SEC was starting to grow as a, like, this is the premier conference. They had backing. They right. said, hey, man, we're going we gonna to put our money into this. And that's what Nick Saban did. And, and it's like when you get all the five stars and four stars and you're picking a litter and you get to pick the top of the top every time, of course this is what's going to happen when you go to Alabama. Of course. It takes coaching, which that's why I give Nick Saban his credit. Right. He's a great coach. It don't matter if you're five or four star. He's going to get up in you. I yeah. like that. Yeah, he gonna de- he gonna definitely yeah he definitely gonna do that you know and and with Sylvester Croom Sylvester Croom he knew the Alabama recipe you know because mm-hmm. like I say he came from he was he was Alabama made you know what I'm saying that's where he come that's where he played football at and that's where he wanted to coach at you know he knew the he knew the recipe and he knew how to perfect it very well but I think when you look at it you know from a from a racism standpoint of view. Um, they wasn't ready to have a black head coach just so quickly, and so that's why I think Mississippi, yes. yeah, Mississippi State, Mississippi State gave him that chance, which he knew the formula. They didn't even give a damn if he lost all his games, but long as he was able to beat Alabama, you know, and he was able to beat Alabama, you know, and, and go on and, and be successful in that area, and that's and that was the thing that you know that I loved about. Sylvester Croom that you know I kind of wished Alabama would have gave him a chance but they didn't you know that was they that was they fuck up they didn't give him a chance yeah we could look at Nick Saban yeah Nick Saban you know what I'm saying pretty cool he got a formula too Nick got a formula just like Sylvester had a formula you know but Nick was Nick was more of the favorite well, Nick was white. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, Nick was a face that they can all get behind. Sylvester, they weren't getting behind him. And the crazy thing is, because you could say, "Well, I mean, Sylvester had the same kids that you had, Nick Saban. What would it turned out to be?" Right. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Because he was a good coach. He was a good defensive coach. Right. And it, it's crazy. Like, I think about it. How many black quarterbacks did you have for Alabama? I know Blake Sims. That one coach. I mean, the one year. They had Blake Sims. He was kind of a dual threat. Other than that, how many black QBs you really see? You got the kid Bryce. Uh, Bryce, Bryce Young. Young now. You, yeah, Bryce Young and uh, Jalen Hurst. But you know, even mm-hmm. even even with Blake Sims, Blake Sims didn't start until he was a fifth year senior. I know. That's what I was about to tell you. It took Blake <laughs> Sims a minute for him to start too. And Jalen Hurst, you see, he got yanked pretty pretty easily. Right. I'm not to say it like that, but they they yanked him. Right. It's, it's 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 a thing about that's what Dion's saying. Like, you got people going to Alabama, and it ain't like it's the best place for young black men to go to. Right. That's why I think when kids go, I see because West Virginia gets a lot of talented young black men. Okay. But I hear stories how the young talented black men run into situations with the in the townies, and I believe the clan is still out there. Right. And they say that. 
Right. They say it's a, a racial type of undertone when you go around it. That's why I think, like, uh, what's in the old Miss? Right. They just took down the Confederate flags maybe a year ago, two right. years ago. Right. These, that's what Dion is saying. Like, you, there's no problem for them kids to come play for us, us as a, a black historical historical black school. Right. Like, they're going to these, you know, predominantly white schools that have racial undertones. How about you come be with some family? How about you come be with people like yourself, like us? That right. those that understands what you're doing. Right, right. Well, yeah, which I told, which I totally agree on that, man. Like it, it, and it's crazy that you even mentioned up the racism part in West Virginia, man. It's bro, it's bad, bro, it's bad over there in Ohio State. You know what I'm saying? Even though mm-hmm. them black kids still go to Ohio State instead of them going to Central State, which is a which is a HBCU school. You know what I'm saying? Think about them kids that's over there at Michigan and Michigan State. You know them black kids that go through those things or whatever, and they could have tiptoed right next door and end up going to Central State, man. Or you could have went to an HBCU school, but instead you end up going to a PWI. So you feel like that? All right, I can go through this physical, mentally abuse from white folks for like the next four years three four years but instead you could have been around what you just said your people your people that look like you you know what i'm saying to get a hbcu school more exposure you didn't do any of that instead you went to a pwi and it, and i guarantee you it's so many different stories that's out there man and i guarantee even with reggie bush i guarantee with reggie bush over there at usc man i guarantee that he could tell you stories but see we look at the school itself the brand and we don't look at and we don't take the time to look at these students man and ask these students what do you go through on a day-to-day basis as a player yes, and we and, 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 and we don't we don't do that that's the key and we don't we don't do that understand when you go to college you're well off especially when you're an athlete a student athlete you're leaving months before so you're on campus before some of this the whole student base is getting there so it could be like maybe a hundred of you guys on campus and or 80 of you guys on campus for sports so you have to be in that town life and you have to still deal with stuff like that once you go to these schools that's why i like um a hampton i like i like howard i love that like uh edron james's son okay He's a running. He's a freshman running back at Howard. He has a daughter. I think goes to Howard as well. Okay. He's like Edrin pushes that. His son is good too. His son went like his son could have put in D one. It wasn't that it was a. His son could have went D one. Right. And he went and go to Howard. I say a lot of these things. I always thought like that. If you can get a bag or a Howard can give you this much for your nil deal, or you can make money around it because it's DC. You can make money. It's, it's a it's a business capital like down south. You got to go where the money's at. Right, right. I don't I don't see why black student athletes wouldn't choose the H. I can even say maybe you choose the HBCU for a year and a half or two years, transfer out, do right. some good for the HBCU, make them show face. Like what Dion's doing right now is a face. Like you would be the man. Somebody let's say a five star basketball. We can go to different. So basketball player goes to play for Howard. Because there's five people on the court. Right. Do you know how much that would do for a Howard's economy? Mm-hmm. All it takes is one. And I said it like this. All you got to do is go there one. It ain't like you can't get paid now. You got to go there for one year. Get drafted. 
but that would do that would boost the economy to these HBCUs that they need. And it, it's just a lot of things that like people don't really realize when you watching when you watching a sport. It's a lot more than them just playing football or basketball. It's a lot more they can do, especially when the money's getting into it. It's can, it can be funny business. Like I said, I like it that the kids are getting paid, but I also know now we are in dangerous waters because you have a lot of people. Let's be real. You have people that envy other kids. You right. have envious kids, and you know how that goes. Hate people, hate other people, and I don't want to see that happening. And I know there's going to be stories about that happening. If somebody makes five hundred thousand, but I make a million dollars and I back him up, you know, some feelings are going to get hurt, and things are going to happen. And that's why I don't like the money as an aspect of the game because I know people don't know how to handle their money or budget their money, but right. they're also over eighteen. And this is when you become a man or a woman, and you have to learn how to budget your money. Right. That's big facts. Now, a tweet just came in from Deion Sanders, and this is what he ended up saying. He said, I thought long and hard on this, and I am not doing no talking. Let's take this to the field, Coach Saban. My JSU Tigers versus your Alabama Crimson Tide. Love hashtag Coach Prime. What you think about that, bro? Well, first of all, I'm gonna say it like this: if you, just just off a of skill base, just off, this is just off of me skill base. I don't want to see that because I know Alabama's gonna roll them. But <laughs> but if it can get them their money, because you know when you play these when you play HBCUs, they get paid. It's basically, you get paid to get beat down. Right. But I, if you want exposure, I love to see it because it'd be must-watch TV. I'm gonna watch that. I'm gonna watch it. Right. You, you're gonna see these athletes. You can see some are gonna stick out. I just know because it's more about depth when it comes to a D1. Like Alabama has depth. Like their second and third team is probably, if not better, are the same as your first team. Right. And that's where it hurts you at. I think their first team is would work around it, but. You know, I understand what Nick's. I mean, I understand what Dion's doing. I love it. If you can, hey, let's make money out for this. Y'all want to see it? Let's see if you big and bad and all that type of stuff. I do know Alabama will probably roll them. (laughs) 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 I I, I guarantee that. that, It's going to be a bloodbath. But I would love to see it, and it'll be for good reason. Like, Dion straight up do it. Dion a businessman. If you go do all that talking, like Dion said, don't call me. This needs to be talked out in the public. Right. The way you call us out in the public, we need to talk about it in the public, right. which I totally agree with on Deion Sanders. But, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm here for it. I love to see GAs, JSU. I catch their games are on ESPN. That's yeah. how you know Deion is doing so much for that uh, that school. Right. Their games are on ESPN almost. If it's not ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU, but their games are can be watched on TV. I'd love to see Alabama set up something, like get the money going, since y'all gonna do this. And plus you owe me anyway, you saving, because I ain't, I ain't dig up in your butt like I should have. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ain't right. a parachute. So I right. see you owe me anyone. You might as well go ahead and make that, uh, what you 
what you call that that donation down here in Jackson, Mississippi. Y'all come on and take y'all little ride down here. You're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> get that yeah. money right, man. Yeah. I ain't mad at I ain't, I ain't mad at Dion for that. Yeah, I all. think yeah, I think if that game was to happen, I think it would have to be in a mutual location. Uh, um, you know, it can't be at JSU Field. Of course, it can't be at Alabama Field. You know, of course, everybody gonna want to say, well, hey, let's have it at the Georgia Dome. You know, the Georgia Dome is able. You know, nice which is there. which is the Mercedes. Which I'm sorry, the Mercedes Benz Dome. You know what I'm saying? Uh, um, you know, you know, saying the Falcon Stadium. You know, I think if anything, you know, it could be able to hold that capacity of that, you know, and, and I think that would be a good game, you know, to bring out, you know, a nice turnout crowd. You know, I guarantee you, if it did happen, it's gonna be a, a, a fucking sold out. It's probably gonna be sold out within within forty eight hours. I bet it will. That's a that's a, that's a guarantee. That's a guarantee. That's a guarantee fact. That it's gonna be sold out within forty eight hours. You know what I'm saying? Just the fact. It's just the fact of that you're gonna have so many people that want to see that game because of the hype of it. Oh, it's, I can't wait. Yeah. I don't even be able to wait for. Hey, I'm gonna tell you one thing. I can't wait till they play Texas A&M. Oh yeah, it's gonna be prime. <laughs> 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 that is prime time. I know they gonna have that. That's gonna be on. That's gonna be on channel. That's CBS. Yeah, prime time at eight. Yeah, y'all better tune in. I know they ain't gonna be shaking hands. I know he gonna try to run up the score. It's gonna be some ugly football out there that I'm gonna love. Jimbo laid down the gauntlet. Now I'm here for it. I'm like, hey, and they beat him last year. Oh yeah. So you know Nick. You know Nick ain't like that. Oh, I think yeah. Nick will run the score up this year. He gonna fit, put fifty on. <laughs> I don't care. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, man. All right, man. Uh, uh, like I said, I want to thank my guests for coming on, man. Um, and if some people wanted to, um, you know, find your podcast, man, where they can find your podcast, there, brother. You can find it on all your uh, what you call that. So if uh, no call. We got. I got to get right back on it. You know, work life has been taking them be by, but we about to start up probably a new season, man. I do appreciate you having me on your show. Uh, anytime, man. Just hit me anytime. I'm good with the sports, especially college football. That's my. That's my number one, man. I used to love the NFL one, but college football. I'm. I'm here for days on that one. I can talk all day. I'm a Hurricane fan too, man. So, you know. <laughs> Shout out to the youth. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. You know, like I said, man, I want to thank my guests for coming on, man. My name is Terrence J, and we out. This thing is bigger than Nino Brown. This is big business. This is the American way. I'm sure that the court was enlightened by your geopolitical tirade, Mr. Brown. Unfortunately, society at large is not on trial here. You are Mr. Brown. Are you talking about Mr. Brown? They. They. Look at it. Kareem Akbar. That's right, the educated brother from the bank. He's the real head of the CMB. The brains behind the whole thing. I told you, this thing is bigger than Nino Brown, and I got a list of people. If I'm going Order down, I'm taking a whole lot of people. Order in the court. Order in the court. The court is not pleased with this application. You do understand. That by pleading guilty to a lesser charge, the court, under the law, can impose a sentence of three years to life with parole eligibility after 12 months. Do you understand? Is that clear? Absolutely. This court is now adjourned. What? All he gets is a year? No. This shit ain't happening. <laughs>
See, that's the difference between you and me. Don't get mad, Tito. It's the law. Sucks, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, this is over with. You can come work for me. Absolutely. I think the American justice system is the greatest in the world. I'm proud to be an American. I'm honored.